Thank you for listening to this message from Tree of Life Church. Our prayer is that it will be a blessing to you and that you will find it helpful for life. So open up your heart to receive God's word for you. And we started a series last week called Go. I do this every year. G standing for generosity where we looked at last year and we looked at the things that we were able, able to do for the kingdom uh, based on your generosity. And generosity marks the heart of God. For God so loved the world, he gave. Generosity marks the, should mark the heart of his church, his people. And so generosity wasn't just relegated to a financial component. There's also your time and your prayers, your serving, your talent, as well as your treasure. And so we thank you for being such a generous church. And so we, so we took a look back to last year to see what we were able to do for God so we can celebrate it and thank God for the opportunity to do that. Today, opportunity, we're looking ahead, and I just gave you some things. You saw some missions, trips, and typically this message has been more centered around um, activities and events and trips, and I just didn't really feel in my heart that I just wanted to stand up here and promote all these things because as it was last year, I didn't feel like we should talk about generos- generosity from the context of just meeting a need. There's a deeper meaning for generosity, a deeper motivation, and that first thing is to honor God, amen, <laughs> and there's a deeper motivation. When I was getting ready for this morning, I thought the same thing. I thought there's a deeper deeper motivation when it comes to opportunity. And I don't want us to miss what it is. And I believe, honestly, it is the starting point. So I didn't want to stand up here and bring you a bunch. You'll hear updates on Tree TV. You'll see it on the website, on the app. We'll talk about places and things to do and serve. But I want to talk about really what's, what, what really at all, what opportunity flows out of. And so let's take a look at 1 Samuel 17. It's really the story of, uh, it's part of the story of David and Goliath, and, which is a funny story maybe to think of the context of opportunity. But I, I really think if with fresh eyes this morning and with this in our heart that the Holy Spirit is going to speak some things to us um, along these lines. So let's take a look in 1 Samuel 17. We're going to read verses 20 through 29, New King James Version. It says this, so David rose early in the morning, left the sheep with the sheep keeper and and took the things and went as Jesse, his dad, had commanded him. He came to the camp as the army was going out to fight and shouting for the battle as they were facing the Philistines. For Israel and the Philistines were squaring off across each other. They had come into battle array, army against army. And David left his supplies in the hand of the supply keeper, ran to the army, came and greeted his brothers. And then as he talked with them, there was a champion, the champion actually, the Philistine of Gath. Goliath by name, coming up from the armies of the Philistines as he did every morning, day after day. And he spoke according to the same words that he's been speaking for days. So David heard them, heard the giant speak. And all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, all the trained soldiers, when they saw the man, fled from him and were dreadfully afraid. So the men of Israel said, have you seen this man who's come up, this giant? Surely he's come up to defy Israel. And it shall be that the man who kills him, the king, will enrich with great riches, will give him his daughter, will give, him his, give his father's house exemption from taxes in Israel. Then David spoke to the men who stood by him saying, what shall be done for the man who kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of God? And the people answered him in this manner, uh, we just talked about that, right? This is funny to me. So shall it be done everything we just said to the man who kills him. Now Eliab, David's oldest brother, heard when he spoke to the men and Eliab's anger was aroused against David. And he said, why did you come down here? And with whom have you left those few sheep? And you, you got a job to do. Why are you out here? You should be home. I know your pride and the insolence of your heart, for you have come to see the battle. I know the motivation. And David said, what have I done now? And listen to this phrase. Is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? And I stand here today saying, is there not a cause in this world today that we live in? 
Because David's standing and hearing someone defying the armies of God. See, here's what I want you to know this morning. When David, and we know the story, when David then went and faced Goliath and killed Goliath, there was something greater happening in David in that moment. David, before he went and faced Goliath, which is what we know the story to be about or what we know him for, if you will, there's something greater took place in David's heart. At first, he connected to a cause. And he says right here, is there not a cause? And there's, a, there's, this, there's this moment, there's, there's an obstacle out in front of the people of God. And, and it's speaking to the people of God and saying, you need to live in fear of us. The mission that you are on stops now. We're going to overtake you. We're going to enslave you. Your sons and daughters are going to be our prisoners. You're going to be slaves. You're going to be in bondage. And across the field was this obstacle named Goliath that was defying the people of God. And I thought to myself, is that not the day we live in today? That there's an enemy today, an obstacle, if you will, standing across from the people of God saying, cower in fear, forget the mission that you thought you were on, you're going to be in bondage, you're going to be enslaved to us or to this mindset or to what's happening here, and you're not going to fulfill anything that God had for you, you're not going to be able to do what God called you to do, your destiny has been taken from you, and I think today it would be important for us to say, is there not a cause? Is there not a cause today? You see, understand something. David's response in this moment was based on a a cause. So Goliath wasn't his cause. Goliath was his opportunity. But before the opportunity presented himself, he connected with a cause greater than himself. And so for you and I to move forward today as a church and as people called to Tree of Life Church, if you will, and the call of God on your life, the first thing we need to know is there is a cause greater than ourselves that we need to connect with. When we connect with a cause greater than ourselves, the obstacles in front of us then become opportunities. Until we connect with a cause greater than ourselves, the obstacles remain obstacles. But in that moment then, when David said, hey, wait a minute, this is not right, what's happening here. He didn't go there to face Goliath. He went there to give lunch to his brother, cheese and bread. And all of a sudden, he's seeing what's happening. He's experiencing. It makes him mad. And it says he was outraged. What outrages you today? Is that the right way to say it? What makes you outraged today? Can I tell you what makes me outraged today? What makes me outraged today is the terrible, skyrocketing mental health problems that are happening today because of isolation with our teens and our kids. What outrages me today is the amount of teens that are taking their lives. Outrages me today. The amount of kids that are living in depression and the amount of addictions that are coming out of that, the amount of abuse that happens from that, the amount of just... Whatever happens, the mental health for teens and kids is skyrocketing, and the church needs to be outraged about that. What outrages me today is the fact that there are families that have children with special needs and that can't find a home place, and I'm not, not thinking of any other place, but, but, but maybe culture and society and churches have not equipped themselves to be able to minister to them, and therefore they feel unwelcomed and rejected, and that outrages me. It outrages me. It outrages me that we're under some sort of financial crisis that... that Hundreds and thousands of people are lining up for pounds and pounds of food, and that outrages me, so we have to do something about it. There's a cause greater than ourselves that we need to connect to, and that's the church. That's why we're here. And there's more we'll talk about, but, but what outrages? David was outraged, and so when he connected with the cause, and then the opportunity was before him, where everybody else saw obstacle, all of a sudden he saw opportunity. What are the obstacles in front of you that you're seeing as obstacles? And maybe they're obstacles to you instead of opportunities because you have yet to connect to a cause greater than yourself. 
Because what happens in our world today, and especially with what we see happening with this isolation and separation and all these things, and I get it, and I'm all for safety, and we follow all those things, but what we have to be careful of is what we're doing is we're creating a greater sense of I, a greater sense of me. And that's what the enemy wants to do. He doesn't want you connecting to a cause because we're stronger together and a cause greater than yourself. He wants you to be isolated. He wants you to be focused. If we're not living, we're living in a time that people are more self-focused than others focused. We're more worried about self than sacrifice. It's amazing to me when you look through history and you see people that rose to greatness, every single one of them was connected to a cause. And it makes me chuckle because I think today, today is the only time, the only time in history that we can see people now becoming famous for nothing. <laughs> Instagram, I don't know. <laughs> no offense. I'm great. Great. You've got a million followers. Man, more power to you. Now's the only period of time, but you know, when people are famous and do something great, when, we, when you find, if you will, success is be- measured by men or fulfillment or whatever, it comes from being connected by a cause, connected to something greater than yourself because now you get your eyes off yourself. And you get connected not only to God, but to the mission and purpose he has for your life. And it's interesting to me that here's David, and he comes and he shows up on the scene. And, and now the first thing that happens is the enemy, let's say the enemy, and sometimes it comes from those closest to you. It was his older brother. I says, why are you here? You need to go back and just keep doing what you're doing. Don't worry about this. Just keep tending sheep. Mind your own business. Sometimes even those closest to us don't understand this principle. So Eliab questions his motive and there will always be a challenge to your motive, David says, is there not a cause? But I understand that the road that brought David from shepherd to king was his recognition of something bigger than himself. And again, we have to understand because we live in a time where society says, look out for number one, take care of you. And can I say this for a second? As a result, if you think of self-sacrifice, which seems to be a forgotten thing today, institutions that have been built um, over years and years on self-sacrifice now because we're starting to look at me, just me, myself, and I, and it's all about me, it's all about me and my happiness. The institutions that really found strength and self-sacrifice now are crumbling, and let me give you two, marriage. Under attack like never before. Uh, Let me give you number one, the church. Under attack like never before. In fact, during this pandemic, we see them shut down. The enemy's trying to shut down the church. And then, and you know what? There's some churches. Okay. I'm gonna go there. There's some churches that need to be shut down because they forgot their mission. We're not here just for us. We're not being outraged anymore by what's happening around about us. We're staying silent and we can't because there's a cause greater than you and I, and God brings us together because we're stronger together and to be a part of something greater than ourselves. That's our mission here. That's why we're here. I want to apologize for using a dirty word. I, I can't believe I said the S word, sacrifice. <laughs> Church. It's a forgotten word. But Jesus was a sacrifice for humanity. And we're the benefit of that. Is there not a cause? Is there not a cause by which we can rally around and go from me to we? Is there not a cause that we can stand together and fight for something other than a paycheck? What, what are you fighting for? We have to associate with a cause greater than ourselves. Is there not a cause that we can give ourselves to, like fighting for feeding people, fighting for teens and kids, fighting for families with children with special needs, fighting for a young boy halfway across the world, fighting for a generation of young people 
Is there not a cause? David was a shepherd tending sheep until his dad sent him to take some food to his brothers. And then when David got there and he saw what was going on and heard what Goliath was saying, something changed. He connected with a cause. He connected to something greater than himself. See, Goliath was not David's cause. Goliath was David's opportunity. The obstacle became the opportunity after he connected to the cause. And I think that's a great point for you and I. And we have to understand that because the reality is when you don't connect with a cause, a mission, a vision greater than yourself, then you think small. Oh, not only do you think small, you live small. Not only do you live small, you give small, you talk small, you pray small, you dream small, and then you surround yourself with small people. When when you connect with a cause greater than yourself, you think greater, you live greater, you give greater, you talk greater, you pray greater, you dream greater, and you surround yourself with greater people. You make a difference. See, when you live small, you live unfulfilled, frustrated, unhappy, stagnant, stuck. You live for yourself instead of sacrifice. Take a look at Genesis 8, 20 through 22 message paraphrase. Talking about sacrifice here, Noah built an altar to God. He selected clean animals and birds from every species and offered them as a sacrifice, as a burnt offering on the altar. God smelled the sweet fragrance of the sacrifice. Another translation says it was soothing to God. Another translation says it was pleasing to God. What was the sweet fragrance? What was soothing? What was pleasing to God? The sacrifice. And here's what it moved God to say. I'll never again curse the ground because of the people. I know they have this bent towards evil. I know they're going to go stupid. I know they're going to make mistakes. I know they're going to fall into sin. But their sacrifice, oh, I love that. But I'll never again kill off every living thing as I've just done. The sacrifice, yeah. Man, that, that soothes me. That pleases me. I love that. I love that picture there. It goes on to say, if we could bring that up, guys, can you bring that up? Here's what verse 22 says. For as long as the earth lasts, there's planting and harvest. Another translation says seed time and harvest. It's going to cost you something. You got to cost, you got to do something. You got to sow something. You got to plant something. You got to sacrifice something. It's always a part of life. And so we, but we live our lives trying to just reap and reap and reap and reap and reap and reap. But look at what God says in Galatians 6, 7 through 10. He says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will reap reap corruption, but he who sows to the spirit of the spirit will reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary in doing good for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith, Do not be deceived. God will not be mocked. Whatever you sow, you shall reap. If you don't sow right, you don't reap right. Question is, can you see beyond the sheep? Can you see beyond the sheep? Eliab says, go back to the sheep, David. People want to stay where they came from. People want you to stay where you came from. They want you to be content. Just be okay where you are and what you do. Be thankful for what you have. But I want to say this morning, you were meant for more. 
We were meant for more. This church is meant for, we've experienced some great things, but we're meant for more. You are meant for more. You're called for more and you're gifted for more. You have to recognize that there is a call on your life. You were sent here for such a time as this. You weren't meant, you weren't meant to be just mediocre. You were meant to be a part of something greater than yourself. You were meant to be attached to it and connected to a cause bigger than yourself. Let me say it this way, and this may sound hard, but you know my heart. You were meant to be a part of something that you don't get paid for. Kind of what we give ourselves to. What's in it for me? What am I going to get out of it? What my time's going to be spent looking out for me? And you take care of your family. But listen, here's what people want. People want a trophy for putting food on the table. You're supposed to put food on the table. But what are you doing for other people? I'm feeding my kids and take care of my You're supposed to. They're your responsibility. But what are you doing about your neighbor that doesn't have any food? What are you doing about other people? We want trophies and recognition for doing what we're supposed to be doing. But God says, well, now take it to another level. Look around you. Sacrifice. Yeah, take care of yours. What are you doing? We need to be doing something. Are there things that we do that we give, that we sow, that we serve, that we don't get paid for, we don't get recognized for it. it. It's for the cause. You need to be doing something. In fact, we look in scripture, Abraham, when Abraham got ready to find a wife for his son, he sent a servant out to find a wife. And he said, here's how you'll find the woman I want my son to marry. When you need water, when you're traveling, you come to a place, when you need water, you got to water your horses, got to water your camel, you got to water your animals. The men need to be refreshed. The woman who goes to the well and pours the water and takes care of them, that's the woman who's going to be the next queen of Israel. Not the ones that are sitting over onto the shade tree, shade tree watching everything happen. It's the one who gets up to serve and does something. That one's going to be the queen of Israel. She's going to be something great, part of something greater than herself. And then Boaz, when Boaz was looking for a wife, Boaz was a wealthy man. He was looking for a wife and he saw a girl walking behind the reapers in the field and she was taking her basket and she was stuffing the kernels of the leftovers, good measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over. And he said, that's the woman I want for my wife. She's not with the other sitting on the side. She's working. She's giving she's serving, she's sowing, she's planting. And then when Jesus was looking for disciples, he didn't go find the guys just sitting outside the gate and, and, and playing cards or I don't know, whatever, you know, sitting under the shade tree. He went to the guys who'd been fishing all day and told them to work some more. What did he say? He goes, come follow me. Why? Because you're going to be a part of something greater than yourself. You're going to be a fisher of men. There is a cause greater. What are you doing? David taking care of the sheep, doing normal shepherd stuff. But then he connected to a cause, something greater than himself. Jesus said in Matthew 16, 24, then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life, he will lose it. And whoever desires to lose his life for my sake will find it. Take up your cross, follow him. Paul said this to Timothy. Second Timothy three, you should know this Timothy, that in the last days, there will be difficult times. I believe we're in the last days, but look at, he says what an indicator of the last days is a sign for the last day. People will love only themselves and their money. <laughs> we're in the last days. <laughs> we are, <laughs> we don't want that to mark our life. We're on a mission. We have a cause greater than ourselves. Live for others. Live selflessly. 
Serve something bigger than you. Jesus laid aside his, his garments and wrapped himself in a towel of a servant, got down on his hands and knees and washed the feet of his disciples. David was tending sheep every day, tending sheep. Woke up in the morning, there's the sheep. Went to bed, counting sheep. <laughs> Waking up again, there's the sheep. Got to feed the sheep, got to water the sheep, got to, got to, got to brush the sheep, got to, got to shear the sheep. He's got to do sheep taking care of stuff. And then he associated with a cause that was bigger than himself. David would get up and go to work to the field every day, come home. Get up and go to the work to the field every day, then come home. Get up and go to the work field every day. Stuck. Is this all there is? I'm stagnant. It's got to be more. I know there's more. What's, what's out there? And then David connected, associated himself with a cause that was bigger than himself. And that's when his life really began. That's when God started opening doors. That's when God started giving favor. That's when everything changed. At that moment in time when he connected with a cause greater than himself and saw the opportunity or the obstacle as the opportunity and stepped out in that, that's when his address changed. That's when his status changed. That's when his income changed. That's when his influence changed. That's when his attitude changed. That's when his gifts got stirred. That's when he found out who he was. That's when he found out what he was able to do. He never would have found it out by just going home and taking care of the sheep then taking care of the sheep and going home and taking care of the sheep. All of a sudden, he started giving himself something to something bigger than himself. And then he realized, is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? Maybe some of our frustration in our life, our unhappiness, our unfulfillment is because we have yet to connect to a cause greater than themselves. Okay, well, I'm saved. Isn't that connecting? There's more to it than that. That's why God establishes a church, a place that we can come together we can be outraged at all the things that are happening around about us. And then we can pool our resources and abilities and time and talent and treasure and do something about it. All the things that have been obstacles in society and all the things that have been obstacles in our lives around about us, all of a sudden now they're opportunities. And they're opportunities that when we step out and the, God opens the doors. See, here's what happened. God opened the doors to his future and his destiny when he connected to the cause. Not before. He connected to the cause. And then everything started rolling. He saw the obstacles and opportunity. And then all of a sudden, everything changed for him. Maybe you're just, God's just waiting for you to connect to a cause greater than yourself. For all those doors to be open to your future and your destiny. See, here's what I know. If you're not serving, if you're not giving, if you're not a part of that, then your life is going to be stagnant. Because God is investing in those who are investing in the kingdom. Time, energy, talent, and treasure. David found his cause. He found himself. And David the shepherd was just delivering lunch to his brothers, and they heard about this uncircumcised Philistine who stood against Israel, the armies of Israel, mocking God. David didn't have any money, title, recognition, position. He just, something rose up in him. He was outraged. And he said, wait a minute. This isn't right. And he found a cause. And he found his cause and the doors in his life began to open. As long as he was just caring for the sheep, the doors were not opening. The moment he found the cause bigger than himself, God began to make a way out of no way. God began to fight his enemies. See, David was a shepherd, but understand this. Inside David, there was a king and a conqueror. Inside David, there was a king and a conqueror waiting to come out. And it was after he connected to the cause inside each and every one of us is a king and a conqueror waiting to come out, waiting for you and I to connect to a cause greater than ourselves, waiting for us to see obstacles as opportunities and to walk in the divine destiny that God has for us and then make a difference in this world and for the kingdom of God. 
We have kings and conquerors inside of us screaming to come out and just waiting to connect to a cause. And the moment that you do, all those doors open up to you. All those doors open up to you. As soon as you find your cause, you'll unlock your king. You'll unlock your conqueror. You'll unlock the victor. You'll, you'll unlock the overcomer. You'll unlock the power of God. You'll unlock the anointing in your life. Just waiting. Is there not a cause in the world today for the church to rise up and be the church for tree of life, to be a tree of life to a lost and hurting world, to connect with something greater than our individual selves so we can be kings and conquerors for the kingdom of God and drive back the enemy and be outraged at injustice and be outraged at inequality and be outraged at fear and be outraged at addiction and be outraged at people that are rejected and marginalized. Is there not a cause? The ultimate cause for Tree of Life Church is to save souls. Save souls. Rescue people from darkness and translate in the kingdom of his dear son. Bring them into the light. Save souls. Win people. Rescue families. Help restore marriages. Help bring people halfway across the world that can't help themselves. Help bring hope in the midst of hopelessness. Help bring light in the midst of darkness. Help bring healing in the midst of hurt and pain. Help bring restoration in the midst of separation. Help bring love and acceptance in the midst of unwelcomeness and rejection. The fight for what God fights for. The fight for a generation that is more lost than we've ever seen it. To be a part of something greater than ourselves. We need to be involved. We need to get connected. We need to be a part. Is there not a cause to be a tree of life to a lost and hurting world. And when we come to that place and we come to that point and we connect with it, then the things that have been obstacles to your life, ah, now they're opportunities. Opportunities that when you walk through them and the door opens up to your divine destiny. I love this story. But understand, Goliath was not his cause. It was his opportunity. His cause was connecting to something greater than himself. That's what I believe God says to all of us today. And this time, and you saw, we talked about things, and you, you'd be led of the Lord, and I hope that you sign up for all of them, be a part of it. We should have no shortage of manpower for anything because there's a cause that we're supposed to connect to and be a part of. We hope that you enjoyed this message. You can find more messages and information about Tree of Life Church at treeoflifechurch.org. We'd like to invite you to come visit us at 5513 IH35 South in New Braunfels, Texas, or you can watch us on live stream. Thank you again for listening.